It's time to stop the property search and crack the deal. I'm Luke Moroney. And I'm Mark Naven. And we're the team from Search Party Property. We see a lot of people get education, attend seminars, and never buy an investment property. We would like to help you on how do we invest in property like the pros and stop the search and crack the deal. The podcast is for information purposes only. Make sure you seek your own independent advice from your solicitor, accountant, or financial planner. This is the 10 podcast in a 10 part series on how to invest in property like the pros. It's our last podcast of the series on how to invest in property like the pros. Really enjoyed running this series. Um, and in our 10th series, we're all talking about what is next for you as a property investor after making a purchase. So how, what do you need to consider in this regards? Our three key points are, firstly, continue to constantly monitor your portfolio and your team. I think it's a vital part of, of, any, of any property portfolio or any property investor need to consider the constant monitoring. I'm in a position where I'm monitoring my portfolio on an almost daily basis um, with calls, emails, um, contact with property managers, and then contact with um, mortgage brokers or banks, lenders in regards to interest rates and so forth. So there's a lot of things that you can constantly monitor and you wanna make those slight adjustments rather than wait until the end of the financial year or just before the end of financial year before making you know a whole bunch of changes all in one time. Yeah, being monitoring that portfolio and 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 your team is essential. I mean, it's just it it's it's how you set yourself up to move forward or know when you're ready to move forward to the next property. Um, so monitoring your portfolio, taking a look at how your cash flow is sort of working now that you've you've uh, purchased this property. Um, you know, and and uh, having a look at you know maybe how much equity you've got to move on to the next purchase to perhaps. Um, and with your team as well, just um, checking with them and seeing where they're up to with, um, and what, what their um, thoughts are around your next property purchase or whether, you know, maybe it's, um, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but whether it's, it's, it's something that you need to hold back for a little bit and just take a breath and, um, and, and slow down for a second. Yeah, I guess, you know, monitoring your portfolio, monitoring your team, vitally important. You might want to monitor the market or the conditions that are going on in and around the marketplace. What are the mainstream media saying? What are the property media saying? What are some of the experts saying on podcasts or videos? Um, and really keep a close eye on what's going on in and around different markets. The government might be, might be intru- in introducing something new or removing a condition um, that's going to affect. Now, uh, negative gearing has been talked about a lot la- lately and if the, potentially if the Labor government gets in, it could be a, cha- uh, a change in the system for everyone in regards to property investors. Um, Especially and- if, if that's the strategy that you're looking at you know, if, you, if you've got a, a property that's going to be negatively geared um, and you're looking at that, not solely just for the tax benefits, but, you know, it might have some development potential or something like that, but the, that might have um, a bearing on whether you go ahead with that purchase or not. So you've got to look out for those changes. Well, yes, and I agree. And not only but your property that you're looking to purchase, but what's actually going to be effect on the market of, of that. So, you know, how to... How to 
how does the behavior of you know property investors act in terms of a massive change like negative gearing being um, removed so i guess if if we're you know just while we're we've got got onto that topic i guess you know what that could lead to is um, some investors who have been holding a portfolio that isn't um, and relying on that negative um, negative gearing that might push them into a, a point where they have to offload some of those properties so there's be, going to be potentially more properties coming to the market better deals better deals we love deals <laughs> better deals um, but there's going to be more properties in the market and then you're going to have to assess whether it's the market that you're in at the time is a buyer's market or a seller's market. Is there more buyers and then sellers um, at the moment? There's probably not because finance is tricky as well. So there's going to be more, potentially, if, if we looked at that situation, there'd be more properties coming to the market with not very many buyers around at the moment or people act, able to access finance. And that could leave us in a bit of a sticky situation when it, when it comes to property prices. It could actually drive the prices down a little bit. Mm. Our second point to consider is to discuss the possibility of another purchase, and this is with your team, so contacting your mortgage broker, your accountant, your financial advisor, and your buyer's agent, highly important when it comes to your next purchase, if that's a potential for you. So assessing and sitting down with all these people in your team and look what is the potential. Maybe you don't have any potential right now, maybe that you do, um, and you wanna just consider what, what your position is. Absolutely, you know, having having a chat to people who are in the industry, um, from and come coming from, you know, maybe slightly different point of views. So your mortgage broker will be coming from the point of view of can you, can you and should you be getting finance through the, those particular lenders that you, um, so a good broker may actually steer you away and say, um, look, you can get finance through A, B, C, and D lender, but these lenders aren't the type of lenders that you actually um, are going to be suitable for you and you're going to put you in a, in a situation that potentially could be a little bit more risky and they'll actually won't take the loan um, in that in that case. Um, so that will come from the point of view of that. You can will, might come, obviously come through uh, from the point of view of, of um, um, where your current tax situation and financial situation is, financial advisor as well. They, each coming from a different point of view and um, you know, then putting all that, that stuff together and um, making the best decision for yourself. Mm. And if you, I guess the, the really great thing, if, if you've built a team around yourself and you've allowed those people to communicate together as well, they can actually talk about your situation. And we, we do this for clients as well who have people that, that in, in the, a team that, uh, and allow us to talk to their, their team. Um, we can actually look at their situation, talk about their situation a little bit, and then maybe collectively come up with the best um, idea to move forward for that client. Or giving them options. Giving them least. options. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, there, there's a lot to consider in this regards, and take your time with it. You might be in a situation that once you make that purchase, you get a tenant in place, everything's in line. You can start those discussions at that stage. You feel a bit more comfortable about, you know, that's in place. I'm going to start to receive an income from that property. Now I can actually put my numbers together and see what actually works. And I think that's vitally important to have those discussions. Third point is to evaluate the strategy for the next purchase. So this probably comes along with having those discussions with your with your team, but thinking about what, what the strategy that you wanna follow 
through with Next. So do you need in your portfolio a little bit higher cash flow type of deal to come on Next? Or are you focusing on, on the growth strategy? Um, or do you need to sit on the sidelines what we, like we discussed earlier? So thinking about what is the strategy uh, for that next purchase, or is it take a break for six months or 12 months? Because that's you need to build up a little bit more of a buffer so that you are protected in terms of any sort of risk or event that comes up in future. Yeah, absolutely. So just, uh, you know, having a look at that, um, it's, I guess, re, re, uh, rebuilding the foundation where, where you're going to next, you know, because it's obviously changed from the previous property purchase. You know, you might have a little bit more cash flow, you might have a little bit less. It might be that you've got more equity now or you've got less. Mm. So it's going to be a different situation. Um, and maybe you've got enough of a certain property that you're looking at maybe going to a different type of property. So you've got plenty of cash flow, you've got some good equity there. Maybe you want to look at a development or something where you can make it a chunk of cash. Maybe you're going to stick with um, trying to buy under the market and, and get a really good instant equity sort of deal. Or maybe it's a granny flat site. You just don't know. And so it's it's essential to reevaluate mm. where you're at. And you might even have personal circumstances that have changed. You might have sold your own home and you're renting now. You might be in a situation where you've had a pay increase mm. um, or a decrease or you've lost your job. So all these things need to be considered when you're evaluating your strategy for that potential next purchase. So just to recap those three key points is to continually monitor your portfolio. Secondly, to check in with your mortgage broker, your financial advisor, your accountant, buyer's agent. And third, assess the strategy for the next purchase. So hopefully that helps in starting out on, with property investing so that you can stop the search and crack the deal. Now I'm going to hand it over to Mark with the property deal of the week. Property deal of the week this week, guys, is a two-bedroom townhouse. Now we've spoken about these a little bit in the past, but this one is a fantastic property. It is in a gated community. It has on-site caretaker there as well. Now we can pick that property up for um, somewhere in the 160 sort of price range. And it's, uh, it's currently rented for $280 a week. So getting a fantastic uh, rental yield on that particular property. Now, what I really want to um, emphasize emphasize I guess yeah th thanks for for helping me out there it was a bit of a late night last night with the uh, with the event that we put on last night but anyway what I wanted to emphasize with this particular property was that at in that one one sort of 60 sort of price range the construction cost for this property if you were to rebuild a similar um, a similar townhouse you literally could not build it for that price that's not including the land or the council costs for doing a development or anything like that, but just the construction costs alone. So the, the bricks and the, the, the roofing, the kitchen, bathroom, all that sort of stuff, chip rock, it would cost more than 160. So um, I think it's fantastic value from coming from that point of view because I was thinking about it a little bit, um, a little bit more as well. So what, what we'll start to see is you'll see newer townhouses which will be on the market and they're at a higher price but over time they become older townhouses as well. So it helps raise um, that, that, that bottom level. So when, you know, 10 years time, they're all old townhouses essentially. Mm. And the price comes up. They just can't stay at 160 forever. 
you know, really good uh, cash flow on that deal. I think we're at about 8.6% on the gross yield. Mm. Um, so it's a really good deal in terms of like helping you with cash flow through your property portfolio. So it could be something you can include uh, in your portfolio if you're well established and you're building a portfolio or as a first time investor, a nice easy one to get started. And um, low, really low entry point, low entry point, and you know, test, you know, put your toes in the water and, and really have a, a bit of a sense of how property investing works. So, a nice, mm. easy one there, or well, yep. relatively easy. Well, you know, yep. at, we've got to do state that anytime you invest, there is a risk. Um, and, oh, you wouldn't go to the point of saying it's safe or, or things like that but you've got to be really we think, wary we think it's a good investment we do. personally from our point of view we our think opinion. it's opinion yeah. so, <laughs> and it's a good one to look at if you're uh, if you're in the market to invest in property now um, so that is our podcast series on how to invest on, in property like the pros it's been a great 10 uh, part series that we've put together in terms of start to finish and, and how you really can take that step up and take some action it's been a lot of fun so that was the uh, the deal of the week. If you want to hear more deals of the week and get them via email as well, so we can send you a little bit of information on, on the property, some, some photos and um, even some video uh, sometimes on, on those deals, you can sign up and get that. And now, Luke, how do you get the Cracker Deal of the Week? Because that's what we call it. Yeah, just go to our website, www.searchpartyproperty.com.au just fill in the details on that page, name, um, email address and phone number, and then we'll be sending out that Cracker Deal of the Week each and every week to you. Fantastic. And if you want to um, give us some feedback and leave some comments or, uh, or, or give some likes with the podcast, please do that and share it around um, your comments and feedback is our oxygen. Fantastic, guys. Thank you.